True Crime Girls contains content not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. But not that kind of leader. Don't start a cult or anything. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Yo. Welcome back to True Crime Girls. Woo! That's us. That's I'm Kylie. <clears throat> <laughs> and this is my podcast. <laughs> I'm Eileen. I'm Janine. Yo. Thank you for making it to episode four, which oh, I just realized that I labeled episode. Episode. We can't today. Today's not We the day. can't any day. Any day. You know. Actually, that would have been funny if I was doing mine. Because doe. Oh. Yeah. A right. deer. A, a female. female deer. It, what, is that a that sound of music? Oh, so proud! Yes, I literally. I might I have only punched, know that. I might have punched you if you got it wrong. <laughs> I only not know. in the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> only know that because I used to watch um, a lot of infomercials in the middle of the night, and it's like fucking. They're the best. Our life. I think I've seen it here most in yeah. infomercials in general, and it's True. the one where it's like soundtracks from the decades and that's one of the oh. like songs from the decade i've always wanted to get you've one. never seen the sound of music no <gasps> honey i, I don't 16, i've never seen lamez on so we can't we can't have this conversation right now you've never seen what lamez i don't know what that is i've <gasps> never seen we need to stop because I might, I might end Finding this podcast Neverland. right now. Never seen. That's it. okay. Because that's it's pretty new and it's not on the TV. <laughs> Yell at me again. See what happens. <laughs> but in like a song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will throw this microphone. I can't even do it across this fucking room. Don't, don't. I bought that for you. It's rude. True. Don't sing to me. We're going to have better don't, ones. Don't sing scream Welcome to me. Welcome to True Crime World. <laughs> <laughs> this is our deal. This is why it took us five hours to start recording today. <laughs> it is currently 6.58 p.m. We were supposed to start at 12. Oh, well, Let's I didn't get here one. until 1. <laughs> we were supposed to start at round 1. Round yeah. 1? Or oh, around one because we recorded so we two episodes to, today. So the yeah. episode that you heard, episode three that you heard, or you better have heard, um, was before this. was before this, and so now we're r- just going straight into episode four. So I'm probably gonna have a lot of the same like vocal mishaps as I did. <laughs> oh shit, that's right. Two weeks ago, yeah. And you're the only one talking today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How unfortunate. You guys, I'm gonna sing oh my, God, my entire thing. <laughs> That'll be fun. Singing every word. So, um. 
we okay so the theme is cults and what we were happened was what, what happened was um we were all going basically like picking three cults and we were just going to kind of do a little synopsis but we realized how much information went into the cults and it's just too interesting to do so we decided to split it up into three parts so um myself kylie is going first and then it will be janine and then it will be eileen so the next three episodes that you're listening to will be on three different cults um and i personally picked my favorite cult i don't know i mean i just I just it's near and dear I it's think, to near and dear heart. I I had mentioned in the first episode how I did a paper on cult leaders in my call co- in my college times <laughs> back in the day <laughs> um and I just I, I've, just, I know, I've just always been obsessed with cults I just find it super fascinating it's so and this one in particular so I'll, I'm gonna keep you in suspense um, so I've I, a little background <laughs> cults that I looked up because I thought that we were all going to do it together. So I have the term cult usually refers to a social group defined by its religious, spiritual, or philo- philosophical beliefs, or its common interest in a particular personality, object, or goal. And reading that, it sounds just like a fucking club. Yeah. Like. I'm in a lot of cults. <laughs> but I think Disneyland's a cult. Yeah. I, I think, think it's to like the extreme that they yeah, take it that, to and that the isolation. Is the badness. Yeah. The badness. Because that's a thing. <laughs> the badness of it. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely much more than that. I just, I think it's so interesting how so many people get sucked into something so intensely that they would otherwise like never do or think about doing but because they're like in this cult and i think they have to get them it takes time talked about yeah yeah Yeah. that person has to be at that point in their life when Mm -hmm. they're hit them hit them right there in the Mm -hmm. soft spot yeah it's a big timing thing being hit in the soft spot (laughs) (laughs) there she is they're the one-liners um so my favorite is the charles manson and the manson family Yay! Yay! Um, so I just, it just always has interested me and intrigued me. I think it's one thing to convince people to kill themselves or, or something like that, but to murder innocent people for someone else. What? Yeah. Like, and that's the crazy part because they did it with such conviction. Yeah. And that yeah. they just were what? fucking brutal. Yep. And that's a lot of the times, like when you're hearing about those kind of stories, it's like, you know, in the heat of the moment or mm-hmm. passion, or you had to have a, a deep hatred for these people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they were strangers. Mm-hmm. And freaking nuts. Yeah. So, Charles Miles Maddox was born to an unmarried 16 year old Kathleen Maddox in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, he actually was first named No Name Maddox, so he didn't have a name. But within weeks, um, he was called Charles Miles. 
Um, for a period after his birth, his mother was married to laborer William Eugene Manson. So that's how he got his last name. So his last name's not even from his biological father, and it's possible that he never, ever knew who his biological father was. Yeah. His mother was reportedly an alcoholic, and he briefly stayed with his aunt and uncle while his mother was in jail for robbing a gas station. Goals. Yes. After she got out, um, he went back with her like any good child should. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Solid, solid choice. (laughs) And so they jumped around from motel room to motel room. And actually, Kathleen tried to have um, Charles... Uh, Charlie, I'm gonna call him Charlie because we're. I feel like we're on like a a relaxed First basis. Name yeah. Basis. Yeah. Chill. yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should just call him Mr. Manson the whole time. No, because that's this one. Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> she has Marilyn Manson on her shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized you couldn't see that. Um, <laughs> um, so she tried to have her son placed in a foster home, but failed because no such home was available. So she basically didn't want him. And made it very clear that she did not want him. So because she tried to do this and the court didn't have a home available for him, um, the court placed him in Gibalt School for Boys. So he basically just went off to a a boarding school. That'll fix him right up. Oh, always. Especially an all-boys school. I mean, come on. I would have loved to have gone to an all-boys school. (laughs) After 10 months, um, he fled. Oh, I did you. I pulled to you. My glasses hit my mic. Oh, my God, how? Oh, I see. <laughs> I think you asked the same thing last episode. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, after 10 months, he fled from there back to his mother, who rejected him again. So he all he's wanted is his mommy. And his mommy's like, dude, I don't, I don't want you. Bye. That's how it you. That's how it happens, though. He, yeah, he just wanted to time. feel that love, yeah. and he didn't get it. Exactly. So sad. Yeah. So that's all they want. This poor little soul. Mm. Um. So this was the start of his criminal career. He burglarized to get money, and um, he was in and out of juvenile detention centers and schools for boys. More schools for boys. Because the first he, one worked out so well. Yeah, perfect. And he would always find ways to escape and go right back into burglarizing. Um, Manson had an IQ of 109, but he was illiterate because he wasn't going to school. Yeah. And he was deemed aggressively antisocial. And I think for good reason. Seems Sounds like, like his life was just perfect so far. So he hopped around different institutions until finally seemed to kind of figure out how to play the system. So obviously he was super aggressively antisocial, realized that that wasn't getting him anywhere. So at and this point, started. this is, this is, this is, I see in my research is definitely the turning point as to, okay, if I can change this, I can manipulate the situation to get mm-hmm. what I want. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Oh, he figured it out. There it is. There it is. Yeah. So, um, he finally figured out how to play the system, and after being called dangerous in past institu- institutions, there it was. <laughs> Woo! I, I was doing real good. And, I was so proud and, of you. Um, he became a model resident and became eligible for parole. Interesting. Look at that. Hmm. Wow. Huh. Huh. So, he's an actor. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. My theater is just coming right back around. <laughs> I, I do not want to start a cult. 
Uh, Are you sure? I don't know. Let's Maybe do this is a call. That's fun. Now and forever. Oh, I thought of that. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. <laughs> In January 1955, he married a hospital waitress. Hospi- yeah. Hospital waitress. That doesn't really make sense. Is that a thing? I don't think so. Unless there's he married Rosalie Jean Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, hospitals are stressful. I'm just saying. Um, Can you imagine. Is that not illegal? Yeah. So, probably. Having a bar in a hospital. Probably. We have a chapel. The fuck does that have to do with Probably a not bar? in the 50s though. <laughs> True. Rosalie Jean Willis, um, with whom, by his own account, he found genuine, if short-lived, marital happiness. This is that classic wedding picture where he is smoking hot looking like frank sinatra type (laughs) i'm not gonna Uh, deny that he's good look that he was good looking because i do think he is yeah he was he was way clean cut then too Yeah. yeah so i dig it he supported their marriage through small time jobs and auto theft so romantic jobs yeah yeah super romantic um so obviously he hadn't changed he just acted like he had changed and put on this facade and actually had a woman fall for him because of it from 19 see here it goes um from 1951 to 1967 manson was in and out of prison again um during his time in prison his son charles manson jr was born and rosalie eventually moved on and divorced manson so she did have a child with him who her his children look they changed their name um i tried to look it up he has a few children and one of them didn't even Marilyn. no huh (laughs) you know but his sons look exactly like him it's freaking creepy really freaking creepy i I don't think i've ever seen pictures or like photos i'll pull them up after this because it's re ridiculous and i think i read that one of them i don't know which one it was didn't oh. know that he was his son like he, he didn't know who his father was and then he ended up like seeing a picture of charles manson and it was oh like looking in a freaking mirror you know what it wasn't his kids that changed their name i was thinking of somebody else i mean they might have maybe i mean if you're charles manson jr i'd keep it i mean uh, I'd drop it's off like the history junior. and I'd call myself like Charles Manson, Charlie, Charlie Manson, still Chuck, S- Chuck, Chuck, Manson. Chuck. <laughs> that would be better. Hey, Chuck. So, um, after he got out of prison, he eventually got into pimping women mm. throughout his time in prison. What an entrepreneur that was. So he was obviously right. Just starting yeah. all these new ventures, yeah. getting into things. I like it. Um, so he's still in and out of prison. So during his time in prison, he constantly asked for a parole and appealed his cases hmm. uh, but he was constantly denied um that has not changed <laughs> till this day <laughs> um, by march 21st 1967 it was time for manson to be released by this time he had spent 32 years of his life in prisons and institutions before he was relief he relieved yes it's still going. <laughs> you you I don't even have to catch you anymore. You're catching yourself. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. I'm not even gonna try it. She'd be like, "Do you have a dick in your mouth?" Yes. 
Okay. <laughs> Before he was released, he explained that prison has become his home and requested. Requ- <laughs> I'm gonna get through this. It's okay. It's okay. I believe. Requested you. permission to stay, and so I'm wondering if this was another manipulation tactic, yeah. like a reverse psychology. Like, please let me stay. This is my home, and they're like, no, sounds like you're good. Deuces. And I don't, I really don't think that, I think that that's who he is deep inside and mm-hmm. that's his survival technique yep. and it hasn't changed Mm-mm. because you see everything that he did and up until now, he's still trying to fucking convince them that he's mm-hmm. like, he's good. He's good to go. <laughs> like, no. What would happen if he got out? What do you think? He'd have to go into like witness protection. Yeah. Have like you couldn't with that face. No. <laughs> I don't no think so. I think you couldn't. You even, think it would be like a celebrity or something? No, you couldn't even fathom or try to imagine what would happen because it people would, would kill never him. happen. No, no, no. I do think if it were to happen, it would be a a cult situation he would have another one he, he would have followers he would have so many followers to protect him it would be a um that one thing we don't talk about that one religion one we didn't do that one that you get letters from oh uh-huh. yeah it would be that type of situation like he would be so protected by his followers they would have he would have a um a, a mansion that he would live in that he would be protected in that forever. Yeah, that's yeah. true a lot of people would take him in and want to be a part of his life yeah. whatever's left of it because it's almost over but crazy. yeah i i don't <clears throat> i think that that was his life that's what he did to survive and i mean mm-hmm. i got him this far yeah not dead yet nope after that, after he pleaded to stay in prison, they let him out. <laughs> yes. And so we then start to get into the years of the Manson family. He Yay. was <laughs> He was released and granted permission to move to San Francisco. He moved in an apartment in Berkeley. He soon got to know Mary Brunner, a 23-year-old graduate, grad, graduate of the University of Wisconsin. Manson moved in with her. According to a secondhand account, he overcame her resistance to his bringing other women to live with them. There you go. Uh, Before long, they were sharing Brenner's residence with 18 other women. Jesus fucking Christ. So much for not wanting it to happen. Stand up for yourself, Chuck. He established himself as a guru during the Summer of Love. His beliefs mixed Um, beliefs from the process church and of Scientology which he learned in prison they who should all be mentioned hey it was on Wikipedia I can mention (laughs) I I did not say I did not I read it I didn't say it there you go I did say what (sighs) you know what I mean Um, it wasn't from your own mind you were reading it mm mm-hmm okay Hmm. he gathered a following and packed up his family and headed down to down south to settle in Topanga Canyon in Malibu. He established a base at Spawn Ranch, which was an old movie set that was mainly used for horseback rides. Which, Spawn Ranch. Spawn Ranch, which I think we need to go to because that rock. I don't, I don't think it's there anymore. It's not, but the rock is. That oh, rock yeah. that oh, they take I pictures love, under. Yes. Yeah, we should go. I mean, I think I'm sure it's like private property or something. Mm. You should try. We could try. 
do a drive-by. Yeah, that'd be cool. At one point, Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys picked up two hitchhiking women that were members of the Manson family. He brought them back to his home in the Pacific Palisades for a few hours, like you do. Just to chill, yep. chat, hang out. Yeah. The next day after returning home from a recording session, he was greeted in his own driveway by Manson coming out of the house. Jesus. To prove he was no threat, Manson le- uh, kneeled down and kissed Dennis Wilson's feet. Um, as you do as when you're <laughs> greeting people. This is all home. normal. Yeah. Hitchhikers. Sure. Yeah. And so Wilson discovered 12 other strangers and the numbers just continued to get larger so he, like he pulled was really annoying manson yeah he was yeah he was that guy who's like dude like chill stop yeah just you need to get out of the house yeah you need it, the party's over yeah <laughs> he like stays there for a week and invites all his friends yeah. <laughs> wilson paid for studio time to record songs written and performed by manson and he introduced manson to acquaintances of his with roles in the entertainment business these included Greg Jacob- Jacobson, Terry Melcher, and Ru- Rudy Altobelli, um, the last of whom owned a house he would soon rent to actress Sharon Tate and her husband, director Roman Polanski. So at this point, I kind of wanted to take like a stop and get into some of the main individuals involved in the Manson murders because there are four main like murders and crimes um, associated with them so and there are certain people involved other than Manson the first I have as a main one is Tex Watson so his real name is Charles Denton and was the central member of the Manson family born in Texas and was a high school honor student athlete and worked as an editor on the school newspaper he's very good looking he was very good in September 1964, Watson attended North Texas State University, where he joined a fraternity. A cult. Wasn't, yeah. <laughs> he joined Wasn't he like a the cult. only guy? Yeah. Right? In yeah. the family? Yeah, 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 yeah. He eventually quit college to move out to California and met Manson and one, at one of Dennis Wilson's parties, and he was involved in all, all four incidences. Incidences? I'm going to go with it. Occurrences? Sure. Happening. <laughs> Moments. Um, Events. Another, <laughs> another one is Bobby. Trendy. Beausoleil. <laughs> Bobby Beausoleil. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think so too. Um, Robert Kenneth Beausoleil was born in Santa Barbara, California. He was a good looking, rebellious youth and was sent to reform school at 15. Hmm. He was in several rock bands and was staying at friend Gary Hinman's house when he met Charles Manson. And that Gary Hinman is a name you will want to remember. Uh, Mary Brunner, who I've already mentioned, mm-hmm. she was Mary, M- <laughs> uh, Mary Teresa Brunner and was born in Wisconsin and moved to California upon graduating from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. She took a job as a library assistant at UC Berkeley when she met Charles Manson just a few weeks after he was released from prison. So she let him live with her. Oh. Genius move. Yeah, for sure. All the time. So I would totally do that. I'm waiting for that to happen to me. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be great. Susan Atkins. Susan Denise Atkins was raised in Northern California to alcoholic parents. So I 
you, there are definitely similarities to these yeah. certain people. Um, she was known as quiet, self-conscious, and belonged to her school's glee club and local church choir. After her mother passed from cancer, she began to take jobs to support herself and her brother. As a senior in high school, her grades deteriorated. Susan met Manson when he was playing guitar at a house where she was living with several friends. Um, Linda Kasabian. Linda Darlene Druin was born in Maine and raised in New Hampshire in a working class home. Her father abandoned the family at a young age. Her mother remarried and moved to Florida. At the age of 16, she ran away from home and went to the southern states looking for God. Um, the Bible Belt. Him. Bible Belt. Mm -hmm. um, she was married and divorced, then married again. She had a child with husband Robert Kasabian. When her second marriage began to sour to Robert Kasabian, Linda and her baby daughter Tanya returned to New Hampshire to live with Linda's mother. Later, Robert contacted Linda and invited her to meet him in Los Angeles. He wanted her to join him and a friend, Charles Blackbeard Melton, on a sailing trip to South America. Hmm. Linda, who was hoping for a reconciliation with her husband, returned to Los Angeles to live with Robert in the Los Angeles hippie hangouts of Topanga Canyon. Patricia Krenwinkel. So Patricia Diane Krenwinkel was born and raised in Los Angeles. She was bullied throughout school for being overweight and suffered from low self-esteem. For a time, she taught catechism and considered becoming a nun. Well, she decided. Yeah, she decided to attend Jesuit college um, and dropped out after one semester. Same. <laughs> she met Charles Manson through her friends in Manhattan Beach, where she slept with him the very first night they met. Yes. He was the first person who told her she was beautiful. <gasps> That's love. That's why you don't trust people when they tell you you're beautiful. Yep, never do it. It's all lies. Leslie Van Houten. Leslie Louise Van Houten was born and raised in Los Angeles and grew up in a middle-class church-going family. Her mother and father divorced when she was 14. She began taking LSD, benzodrine, and hashish around age 15, running away for a time but returning to complete high school. At 17, she became pregnant and was forced by her mother to undergo an induced miscarriage. Van Houten's mother informed her sometime later that the procedure could not be referred to as an abortion as the fetus was too far along. Van Houten stated that after this event, she felt very removed and harbored intense anger towards her mother. She had a period of intense, it, she had a period of interest in yoga and took a year-long secretarial course, but became a hippie, living at a commune instead. Mm, those are my lifelong dreams. Yeah. To live in a commune? Anytime I, th I think the whole thing. Anytime like I yoga, think of the word commune, secretarial school, yeah. hippie, yeah. commune. Like that just makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Anytime I think of the word commune, I think of like a nudist colony. Like, I don't know why. I, I think always think of like the sink looking urinals and bars. <laughs> Troughs. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fiesta. Don't know why. Yes. Yes. <laughs> After a few months in a commune in Northern California, Van Houten met Catherine Cher and Bobby Beausoleil and moved in with them and another woman during the summer of 1968. The four broke up after jealous arguments and Cher left to join Charles Manson's commune. Van Houten, then aged 19, followed her. 
see they they they're all at that like mm-hmm. point in mm-hmm. their life mm-hmm. where they're not exactly lost mm-hmm. but they're not exactly on track and then mm-hmm. they just they're just looking for that mm-hmm. thing to make them feel or whole. they were just wrong place wrong time yep yep so i have let's see the last one that i have in the list of people involved in these crimes as far as um the doing the crimes goes um is steve clem grogan Grogan, a musician and artist, dropped out of high school and was involved in minor crimes. When his frustrated parents lost hope, they decided to drop him off at Spawn Ranch. What? Yeah. He was immediately taken in by the ranch hands and began to do odd jobs around the ranch. So this is this was before it was Yeah. So he was basically a ranch hand. One of the ranch hands took a liking to Grogan, often buying him clothes. And he was a resident long before Charles Manson and the Manson family became associated with Spawn Ranch. So he was basically just there. He was just there. You see? Wrong Mm -hmm. place, wrong time. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to get into the four main crimes. So first is the Crow shooting. So on May 18th, 1969, Terry Melcher visited Spawn Ranch to hear Manson and the women sing. Melcher arranged a subsequent visit, not long after, on which he brought a friend who possessed a mobile recording unit, but he himself did not record the group. By June, Manson was telling the family they might have to show blacks how to start Helter Skelter. Mm -hmm. It's very well known that Manson was obsessed with Helter Skelter and the Beatles song and just the Beatles in general. So he, this, this black uprising against the white man is what he felt they needed to figure out how to start it's like yeah. you are not black yeah exactly. <laughs> hey bro hey bro sure. so manson tasked watson with obtaining money supposedly intended to help the family prepare for the conflict watson defrauded a black drug dealer named bernard lots of papa crow that's a nickname that is that his name that's his like quote nickname lots in the middle of papa lots of papa yeah. Lots of papa. Does that mean he inseminated a lot of women? He became lots of people's no, papas? I think he's well endowed because there's lots. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> or he was fat. That That's too. true. Um, Crow responded with a threat to wipe out everyone at Spawn Ranch. You shouldn't do that. You should not threaten Mr. Manson. Mm-mm. Not the one on your shirt. No, this one's an angel. Yeah. Manson countered on July 1st, 1969 by shooting Crow at his Hollywood apartment. Manson's mistaken belief that he had killed Crow was seemingly confirmed by a news report of the discovery of the dumped body of a Black Panther in Los Angeles. Although Crow was not a member of the Black Panthers, Manson concluding he had been expected retaliation from the group. He then turned Spawn Ranch into a defensive camp with night patrols and armed guards. Paranoid much? Take a chill pill. He needs for a quick second. When you said Black Panther, I thought fucking like Jungle Book. Oh, (laughs) or like Marvel. Middle of California. No, it was animals. It was the superhero. It could have been the superhero. The Avengers was a yeah. thing back then. This yeah, is yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it him? Yeah, it was him. Oh, okay. But he was he And died. then <laughs> he came back to life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's paranoia, cult. 
Maybe it was all the fucking acid they were Probably. doing, too. Ooh. I'm sure it had a lot Jeez. to do with it. So next was the Hinman murder. Research trip. Let's but go to um, Spot oh. Ranch and drop some acid. Look <laughs> for Panthers. Look for Panthers. Dear God. <laughs> um, on July 25th, 1969, Manson sent sometime family member Bobby Beausoleil, along with Mary Brunner and Susan Atkins, to the house of acquaintance Gary Hinman. To persuade him to turn over money, Manson thought Inman, Inman, Hinman had inherited. The three held the uncooperated, you know, cooperative. I'm just going to take a second. I'm going to get it together. And I'm going to say this word again. <laughs> should, we take a, should we take a short recess? Mm-mm, mm-mm, okay. I'm doing this. All right. Is it unincorporated? Uncooperative. <laughs> Uncooperative. Are your Are eyes you? being uncooperative? Yeah. <laughs> your mouth is being uncooperative. All of it. That just my face. Um, uncooperative Hinman hostage for two days. Holy fuck. During which Manson showed up with a sword to slash his ear. Just as he. Just his ear. A whole sword for just one. Yep. Ear? He tried to Van Gogh him. <laughs> <laughs> After that, Beausoleil stabbed Hinman to death. On Manson's instruction. Before leaving the Topanga Canyon residence, Beausoleil or one of the women used Hinman's blood to write political piggy on the wall and to draw a panther paw, a black panther symbol. So this is where the start of the blood wall drawing started was with the Hinman murder. And this was their attempt to make it look like it was racially mm-hmm. So they were trying to, yeah, they were trying to get this helter skelter started. So basically saying, oh, if, yeah, if black people in Los Angeles see that the Black Panthers are retaliating against white people, then they'll, they're all going to start. They'll know what to do. Um, That didn't happen. At least not yet. (laughs) Not not because of them. Yeah, no, not because of them. Yeah, not because of them. Everyone just kind of looked like, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, hey, dude. (laughs) Yeah, oh no, it gets better. Uh, The words. Wait, there's more. Oh, yeah. Wait, there's more. Now we get into the taint murders. So this is the most famous. The taint murders. Not taint. Tate. That's rude. No. Mm mm. That's rude. You need to stop. <laughs> I'm drawing the line. Um, these are the most famous ones, the ones that are most noted with the Manson family. Beausoleil was arrested on August 6, 1969, after he had been caught driving Hinman's car. So they put it together. Um, police found the murder weapon in the tire well. Should have probably got rid of that. Um, two days later, Manson told family members at Spawn Ranch, now is the time for Helter Skelter. On the night of August 8th, Manson directed Watson to take Atkins, Linda Kasabian, and Patricia Krenwinkle to, end quote, that house where Melcher used to live. Oh, I think I messed up in the beginning. Uh-oh. I didn't say, it was, I said Antoboli's house, but it was Melcher's house. Hmm? In the beginning, I said it was somebody else's house. Never mind. It was Melcher's house. Just never mind. 
It'll make sense once you listen to it. I'm sorry. See, all the people listening to me, unlike you guys, are following me. I won't even listen when we put them out. I'm throwing that out there. I you can listen really now. Stand us now. It's gonna be so hard. You guys don't worry about it because I know you're not listening to me. But all the people that I'm talking to in the microphone understand. They get me. They you get probably me. Probably just. They're my people. Okay, to so that house where Melcher used to live and totally destroy everyone in it. Um, as gruesome as you can so he was like and they were just like okay yeah that's all yeah, good. yeah 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 that's totally good. oh oh for sure yeah. well he directed watson to do this so the chicks didn't know yet it was just watson saying like take them so watson probably was just like hey chicks but he didn't babes. even do anything he was the lookout Mm-mm. Was he wasn't the lookout uh linda oh, was the lookout yeah 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 he told the women to do as Watson would instruct them. So basically be submissive and do what you're told. Yeah. Krenwinkel was one of the early family members, one of the hitchhikers who allegedly had been picked up by Dennis Wilson, the current occupants of the house, all of whom were strangers to the Manson followers. So they're literally just doing this because someone who they knew who they don't like anymore used to live there. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Said no one ever. Like, what? Yeah. They, that makes me scared to move anywhere. Yeah. Like, these people had to have not. I been want background all checks. There. Well, obviously. Clearly. And I think. And the had, LSD and stuff. Yeah. Mm, and he yeah. would, he would dope them up and fucking like talk all his shit to them. And then like they'd be like, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Right. They literally sounded like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so at at this point they'll just fucking do anything he says Mm -hmm. and that's like the saddest part is that it was sharon tate and all these like young successful people oh yeah and they were literally at the worst fucking place for no reason no it had nothing to do with them whatsoever but they it doesn't matter nope um so Let's talk about those victims. Um, the current occupants of the house, all of whom were strangers to the Manson followers, were movie actress Sharon Tate, wife of famed director Roman Polanski, and eight and a half months pregnant. Her friend and former lover, Jay Sebring, because you always keep those around. Yeah. A noted hairstylist, was he, Jay Sebring was. So, oh, well, he did her hair, so that makes sense. Okay. You can, there's other hairdressers, but I mean, you know, whatever. No, no. It's better if you slept with them. They, they know you, you know. <laughs> they know the, the chemistry of your hair. That's the way, that's the way it's done. Chemistry of your hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, From the inside out. <laughs> Literally. That's, no, I'm not doing it. Not to them. <sighs> okay. Um, Polanski's friend and aspiring screenwriter, mm, Wojciech Frykowski. I might have butchered that one. It's okay. Oh, that was a horrible pun that I didn't mean to say. Oh, I didn't even catch it. I apologize. I might have butchered it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a horrible... I didn't mean it. That's what you get for stopping us from having fun. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to call him... I think from the rest of the time, I'm calling him Frykowski anyways. And Frykowski's lover, Abigail Folger, who is the heiress to the Folger Coffee Fortune. Folgers in your cup. Best part of waking up. Not today, Satan. Not Starbucks. It's Folgers. It's Starbucks. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Folgers. 
Tate's husband, Polanski, was in London working on a film project. Tate had been visiting with him and had returned to the United States only three weeks earlier. When the murder team arrived at the entrance to the Cielo Drive property, Watson, who had been to the house on at least one other occasion, climbed a telephone pole near the gate and cut the phone line. Um, it was now around midnight and into August 9th, 1969. It's so sinister. To cut the phone lines? Yeah. yeah. It, it just takes so... And so I wonder, because I, I probably could have done better research, but now this makes me, saying this out loud makes me think, like, was it Manson's idea to cut the phone lines, or did Tex come up with that? Probably Manson. He was probably like, Ayo, hey, Tex, this is what you're going to do. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe he just did it on his own accord because he didn't want to get caught. He didn't want them to be yeah. able to like, call for help. Yeah, maybe. So it was now around midnight and into August 9th. Backing their car down to the bottom of the hill that led up to the par place parked there and walked back up to the house. So they parked the car at the bottom of the hill um, to walk back up. So, so it wasn't obvious. Down. Yeah. They thought that the gate might be electrified or rigged with an alarm. So they climbed an embankment and dropped onto the ground. So they basically just climbed over which is why you have barbed wire now um just then just then headlights came their way yeah watered watered fuck i was so good i was like really suspenseful oh, it was so good all right we're gonna get into mm. watson ordered the women to lie in the bushes he then stepped out and ordered the approaching driver, 18-year-old student Stephen Parent, to stop. Thank you. That was a good. That was a good. Wow. One. Yeah. As Watson leveled a 22-caliber revolver at Parent, thank you, thank you for the for the visuals. Mm -hmm. um, the frightened youth begged Watson not to hurt him. <laughs> Sorry, they're acting it out. Oh I can't. God. They is too many fucking people. It's just her. She's multiple people in herself. <laughs> multiple I'm personality everyone. disorder at the moment. Um, Beg Watson not to hurt him, claiming that he would si he wouldn't say anything. Guys, they always say something. Um, Watson first slashed at parent with a knife, giving him a defensive slash wound on the palm of his hand, severing tendons and tearing the boy's watch off his wrist. Oh, poor watch. I know. Watch. Who cares about the oh, hand? Bitch. Then he shot him four times in the chest and abdomen. <clears throat> so that was the first casualty of the night. And my question is, okay, they're on the grounds already, and I get that it's like a big property, mm -hmm. Wouldn't you hear the gunshots? I mean, if, was music playing? Were the windows open? Yeah, that's true. Were they closed? Maybe. What was I the just, situation? I just think about, like, we just passed 4th of July. <laughs> and but I fucking heard everything. From what I know, I think of, they did like, have music the on The demographics though. of it, um, they should have been able to hear it. Right. Unless, like you said, unless there was like a television and music playing inside and they were talking and laughing. I think they were sleeping. Maybe they weren't here. But the music it, but still could have been on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I live near a freeway, like a mile from an airport, a mile from a train track, two uh -huh. train tracks. Uh -huh. So there's noise going on at all times. I'm not paying attention to shit that's going on outside when I'm inside. If I'm watching I TV, do. if I'm with the kids or whatever. Maybe it's because I have a dog, but. 
I know every yeah, freaking I don't pop hear, that happens. I don't outside. hear a lot of stuff. Like, I'll hear... Maybe you I hear, hear it, but I don't realize gunshot. it. You wouldn't hear four gunshots. Here's the thing, though. I live next to a freeway. I hear shit pop and hit all the time. I hear tires pop all day long. Right. I hear truck part. Cru- fuck. <laughs> I hear truck tires pop all the time. So to me, I hear a loud bang, but I don't pay attention to what it is because I automatically think it's that. I'm just thinking right now. If it's that happened. quiet outside. It's nighttime. I'm guessing it was around. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was midnight. midnight. Okay, but how far from the where you're at in the house? No, but I'm saying like the air's on. Let's say it's at the corner. We would still hear it. We would still hear four gunshots. I feel like even if we had the TV on, we would still hear four gunshots. Well, it depends. I'm, okay, but you got to think. First of all, at the corner, okay, we'll hear four gunshots, but they sound like pops to us. They're not going to sound like gunshots. But in That's, the area uh, that they're in, it's probably even quieter. It's quieter. Okay, it's if they're asleep. Richie. Janine, you don't hear your Rich. fucking alarm next to your ear for an hour. That's You're not going to wake up. But I, does she not hear gunshot. it or does she ignore it? No, she doesn't I hear, don't it. hear it. <laughs> Dude, no bullshit. One night I was here and I was sleeping oh, on the couch mine. right yeah, behind you. And the it was in her ear. It was, and right she did not head. fucking hear it. And I'm like, I'm hearing it for an hour, thinking she's gonna get up and turn it off. She never does. Uh, so yeah, I they could have been such heavy sleepers. I mean, I'll sleep through my alarm sometimes. But the chances of having five heavy sleepers. What if they were drunk? What if they were partying? And she was pregnant. What yeah. if she was tired? She probably was she not was sleeping eight good. And a half months pregnant. She was not sleeping. She <laughs> was acting like she was sleeping. Like me with my alarm. I don't know. I think in the area that it was in. Perhaps maybe they just didn't hear it. They didn't, or maybe they heard it. They just didn't realize. Are you looking for a light? Huh? It's the middle one on that thing. Maybe they just didn't realize what it was. First of all, it could have been maybe low enough for it just to be pops and them to not think. Yeah, it's true. You know, who's gonna think those are gunshots? And are you really? If, if you was, hear four pops outside, and it was house, August 9th, and if we think about how yeah. long july 4 the last mm-hmm. it, they could have thought it was fireworks then. exactly well and oh fuck i lost my train of thought if i hear pops probably get that. around my house because i live in a good area oh. i'm not gonna automatically go think they're gunshots because it's not likely that it's gunshots mm. so they're not gonna think they're i mean i don't live shot. in a ba- i don't live in a gray area but it's not but Horrible. the other thing too, though, is if if they did panic and if they did try to call, the the, the lines were cut. Yeah, this is why we have cell phones. Yeah, with shitty fucking service, but we got them. Especially out there, probably. Yeah. So that was my thoughts on that. Though I was like, mm, I would, especially because I was writing this like F word. I was like, I would have fucking heard that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would. But again, like you don't know the circumstances. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So um, after he shot them, Watson then ordered the women to help push the car further up the driveway. Um, after going across the front lawn and having Kasabian search for an open window of the main house, Watson cut the screen of the window to get access into the house. Can you imagine? Oh. You know what that reminds me of? Hocus Pocus when she takes her nail and cuts the screen. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I picture right then. He took his nail, his pinky nail, like a pimp, and like cut the screen. Like that video? Mm-hmm. Like a pimp. Um... 
Watson told Kasabian to keep watch down by the gate, so she kept watch by Stephen Parent's car, right next to the recently murdered body, and just chilled out. They just had a chill session. Well, he couldn't really. She was like, she was probably like, "Hey, yo, bro, I'm gonna take a nap. You keep watch." Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind? (laughs) All right, I'm gonna take that silence. She probably like (laughs) popped her head up on his arm and like, you know, like he cuddled her in his death. Like the man, like pillow, boyfriend mm-hmm. pillow. He would have still been warm. So mm, there you go. That's true. He would have been a little stiff though. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the right. Place. Maybe she wasn't keeping watch. Mm. Maybe she fits into the two episodes ago. Maybe. Uh, da, 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 by the murdered body and waited. Um, Watson then removed the screen and entered through the window and let Atkins and Krenwinkel in through the front door. Um, Imagine if you're just like chilling at somebody's house. Right? And all of a sudden somebody comes in from like the other fucking room that you mm-hmm. have no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. As Watson whispered to Atkins, Frykowski awoke on the living room couch. So he was on the couch and the that woke him up. Um, so Watson kicked him in the head. <laughs> oh, so the whisper woke him up. Yeah. The whisper woke him up, but not the gunshots. Interesting. <clears throat> When Frykowski um, asked him who he was and what he was doing there, I mean, I feel like at that time I would have been a little like, not obviously like, hey, you're not here to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> you want a drink? Well, I tried calling, but nobody answered. <laughs> That's horrible. So I had to come in. <laughs> that actually would have been a really smart <laughs> answer. If he, I don't think he did, though. Watson replied, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's business. So it was not as clever as I tried to call and nobody answered. And that is one of my favorite lines in The Devil's Rejects. I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's business. Well, he says I'm here to do the devil's work, but oh, oh the look in that man's eyes. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> really excited. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> we get, we get, and, and we'll be back after a quick yeah, break. I need a moment. <laughs> Um, on Watson's direction, because remember, all the women are just supposed to listen to Watson. He's in charge. Uh-huh. Atkins found the house's three other occupants um, with Krenwinkel's help. Wait. Yeah, because Kasabian was watching the. Okay. And brought them to the living room. Um, Watson began to tie Tate and Sebring together by their necks with rope he'd bought, brought and slung o- up over a beam. So, oh, so they're almost gonna like hang up. Yeah. Sebring protested twice of rough treatment of the pregnant Tate. So he's like, hey yo, I know that you're like tying us up, but you, you know, need to be a little us. bit yeah. more relaxed. Yeah. Um, gentle. She's pregnant. Gentle. Um nicely. Nicely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my glasses hit again. Oh my god. I keep missing it. <laughs> I want to see it happen and I keep missing it. After the second protest, Watson shot Sebring. He's like, bro, shut the fuck up. Folger was taken momentarily back to her bedroom for her purse, out of which she gave the intruders $70. After that, Watson stabbed the groaning Sebring seven times. They shot him and then stabbed him seven times. Um, Frykowski's hands had been bound with a towel because that is totally secure. How do you do that? Eileen, go get a towel. 
Let's try it. <laughs> I, I do not volunteer as Can tribute. I bring some <laughs> Shit. <laughs> now she's sweet. She's right? See how quick she yeah, grabbed she that grabbed that microphone, microphone, but you were not quick enough. <laughs> This is why you got to be ready, man. Um, and remember when you said last episode that we just recorded like an hour ago that you were going to pay more attention and not be on your social media? What you I'm doing right now? I'm actually not on social media. I'm looking for something that pertains to what we're talking about. All I right. cannot fucking find it. Fair enough. I'll let you continue. So, Frykowski's hands were bound with a towel and he ended up freeing himself because... He was bound with a towel. And he's just so strong. So strong. It's so hard to free yourself from a towel. What were the yeah. dimensions of this towel? Like, was it like a body <laughs> towel? Was it, like, was it a towel. towel? Was it a hand towel? It a did not. Towel? A washcloth? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't understand these towels. Maybe. Who? Tex got it? Who bound him in the yeah. towel? It doesn't say. I mean, if you take a towel and you rip it into strips, it's really easy to manipulate into... I mean, I'm not speaking from experience. <laughs> I might be. Lies. But it's really easy to create, you know, ties from it. I'm just going to believe in my mind that that's what happened. Yeah. Because okay. the fact that they used a towel is just... Cause I'm sure they could have found something else. Yeah. Like, get some zip ties. Like, prepare for this. I mean, it was the... Their lack of preparation disturbs me. Yeah. No, 69. So almost, yeah. It was 69. They accessorized as fuck. Yeah, so they would have had stuff. They would have had something. Um, so after he got out of the towel, Frykowski began struggling with Atkins, who stabbed at his legs with the knife with which she had been guarding him. So I would assume that it was Atkins who did yeah. it. So she will, she needs to learn. As he fought his way toward and out the front door onto the porch so he's making his getaway he's getting there watson get joined in against him so watson comes in and strikes him over the head with the gun multiple times um and stabbed him repeatedly repeatedly and shot him twice i mean after the stab it's a little excessive <laughs> and it just keeps getting more excessive with each kill that they yeah. do it just more and more and more well, he said make it brutal yep so um watson broke the gun's right grip in the process of like hitting him in the head around this time kasabian was drawn up from the driveway by horrifying sounds oh the corpse next to you wasn't enough to realize what the hell was going on here she I arrived she thought like hmm there's a nice party going on i, I want to join on. i just i just want to see what is going on this guy i don't want to have I, he's so boring he doesn't do anything he's acting so cold <laughs> <laughs> um she arrived outside the door and in a vain effort to halt the massacre she told atkins falsely that someone was coming so that was her little moment of trying mm -hmm. not not hard enough fuck out yeah trying to get some help not hard enough but she did kind of had a moment she had a moment one of them had a conscience right um inside the house folger had escaped from krenwinkle and fled out a bedroom door to the pool area so they're just not very good at this no. um it's super disorganized um and just people are getting right away left and right um, folger was pursued to the front lawn by krenwinkle who stabbed tackled her who who tackled her and stabbed her 28 times 
as Frykowski struggles across the lawn, Watson murdered him with a final flurry of stabbing because all that stuff that he had done before wasn't enough. And so he was stabbed a total of 51 times. Jesus. A little overkill. I mean, my arm would start hurting uh, yeah. from all that. Yeah. Back in the house, Tate pleaded to be allowed to live long enough to have her baby and even offered herself as a hostage in an attempt to save the life of her unborn child. Gunshot. See? Or we would have heard that. That was a firework because it had the... Yeah. It was, right, it was what? At the end. That was close, though. Um, her killers would have none of it. Um, as either Atkins, Watson, or both killed Tate. It's kind of like there's conflicting reports as to who actually did it. Um, she was stabbed 16 times. Watson later wrote that Tate cried mother, mother as she was being killed. That's so like wrong sad mm -hmm. and heavy mm -hmm. and oh it just hurts i know earlier as the four family members had headed out from spawn ranch manson had told the women to leave a sign something witchy using the towel that had bound frykowski's hands so it's coming in handy ha it's handy a good thing they uh, have that towel mm. Atkins wrote pig on the house's front door in Tate's blood. In route home, the killers changed out of bloody clothes, which were ditched in the hills along with their weapons. So they learned from Beausoleil to not keep it in the wheel of his car. Uh, yeah. And not got rid the of it. greatest idea. Yeah. They got away from that. Um, and then we have the LaBianca murders. So the next night, six family members, Leslie Van Houten, Steve Clem Grogan, and the four from the previous night, rode out at Manson's instruction. Displeased by the panic of the victims at Cielo Drive. So he was like, you guys are a freaking mess. You need to chill yeah. and get your shit together. So Manson was going with them this time to be like, and he said, to show them how to do it. Yeah. After a few hours ride in which he considered a number of murders and even attempted one of them, Manson gave Kasabian directions that brought the group to 3301 Waverly Drive. This was the home of supermarket executive L Lino LaBianca and his wife Rosemary, which is weird because his Manson's first wife was named Rosemary, so I thought that was weird. Spelled different, but... This was located in the Los Feliz section of Los Angeles, and it was next tor door to a house at which Manson and the family members had attended a party the previous year. So that's the only reason that this house was chosen was because they're like, oh, I've been there, so I'm going to go next door and kill those people. Perfect. According to Atkins and Kasabian, Manson disappeared up the driveway and returned to say he had tied up the house's occupants. Then he sent Watson up with Krenwinkel and Van Houten. After Manson pointed out a sleeping man through a window, and it's like you, had, you, you tied him up, but then uh, there's just a man sleeping. Yeah. So the two of them entered through the unlocked back door. So lock your doors. Why did you not lock, lock your doors? My door's not locked right now. I can see it. We're not sleeping. This is true. That door is locked. Your front door is locked. Your side door is it. Yeah. Well, this was the back door, so. My back door's always closed. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> always on lockdown. As Watson tells it, Manson roused the sleeping Lino LaBianca from the couch at gunpoint and had Watson bind his hands with a leather thong. Better than a towel. Still a little weird. Where's, Where's leather, leather, leather thong? thong? Was it his or hers? I don't know. I have so many questions. 
question. I know. No, that's awesome. I don't know, but it's better than towel. He's like, you don't use a towel. You use Finally. a leather thong. Finally. Somebody. Come on. Common um, sense, people. After Rosemary LaBianca was brought briefly into the living room from the bedroom, Watson followed Manson's instructions to cover the couple's heads with pillowcases. He bound these in place with lamp cords. So they had pillowcases over their heads, lamp cords around their neck. Manson left, sending Krenwinkel and Leslie Van Houten into the house with instructions to kill the couple. So he was like, cool, I've instructed you all what to do. I'm going to I'm gonna I've go. I've done the hard work. You guys finish up. I'm going to go. I got to go. Yeah. Sending the women from the kitchen to the bedroom where they were keeping Rosemary. So they brought her from the living room to the bedroom. And then they went. so um, Watson went to the living room and began stabbing Lena LaBianca with a chrome plated bayonet. The first thrust went into the man's throat. Jeez. Sounds of a scuffle in the bedroom drew Watson there to discover Mrs. LaBianca keeping the women at bay by swinging the lamp tied to her neck. Yes, queen. Get it. It. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> Rosemary is like, uh-uh, I ain't going down without a fight. Go, Glen Coco. After subduing her with several stabs of the bayonet, he returned to the living room and resumed attacking Lino, whom he stabbed 12 times with the bayonet. When he had finished, Watson carved war on the man's exposed abdomen. Returning to the bedroom, Watson found Krenwinkel stabbing Rosemary LaBianca with a knife from the LaBianca kitchen. Heeding Manson's instructions to make sure each of the women played a part, Watson told Van Houten to stab Mrs. LaBianca too. She, she did, stabbing her approximately 16 times in the back and exposed buttocks. But it was proven that most of these like I think how many times I don't think it said how many times total she was stabbed but a good amount of those ending stab wounds were done post-mortem so Van Houten didn't good. kill her um, not that it makes a difference but um, mutilated her corpse mm -hmm. while Watson cleaned off the bayonet and showered Krenwinkel wrote rise and death to pigs on the walls and Healter Skelter because she's a bright one spelling and that was on the refrigerator door all in LaBianca blood she gave Lino LaBianca 14 puncture wounds with an ivory handled two um, two two pronged carving fork which she left jutting out of his stomach she also planted a steak knife in his throat so basically it was like when you like go to a restaurant and as a kid and then you just end up like playing with your food yeah and just like stabbing stuff in exactly it she it did is. that with a human body idiot cool um hoping for a double crime manson had gone on to direct kasabian to drive to the venice home of an actor acquaintance acquaintance of hers another quote-unquote piggy he said depositing the second trio of family members at the man's apartment building and then Manson leaves. So he's like, all right, so now you guys kill these people. Um, and I'm going to go back to Spawn Ranch. What a nice, like, setup. You just tell people yep, what to just do. Just like, okay, and then here you go. Just do it. So they left them and the LaBianca killers to hitchhike home. So he, like, drove them to these areas. It's like, bye. And was like, all right, yeah. find your own way. There was no Uber. So I was like, hey, come pick me up. Kasabian thwarted this murder. 
um, by deliberately knocking on the wrong apartment door. So Kasabian was the one and the taint murderer who said that someone was coming. So she tried to stop that one. And she also did stop this one, the second murderer, the LaBianca Knight. She knocked, deliberately knocked on the wrong door, woke a stranger. It wasn't them. So they abandoned uh, the murder plan and left. And as they did, um, Susan Atkins shit on the stairwell. Like the lady she fucking is. <laughs> like on purpose? <laughs> yeah. Like just took down her pants and just yeah. like took a shit. Yeah. Fucking Aww. goals. I mean <laughs> I mean Murderpedia said defecated, but it, she, she took a shit. shit. She, she took a shit. Just dropped trout and just shit. So Good to know. Out of all of this, Kasabian was like the best human being. Had issues. I mean still. Yeah. But she did try and stop the first one and did stop another one from happening so but but you're still there still fucking there but compared to everybody else in that situation that's true you get a you you yeah um so um in a trial lasting from june 1970 to january 1971 manson atkins and krenwinkel were found guilty and sentenced to death in a separate trial in 1971, Watson was also found guilty and sentenced to death. All the death penalties were commuted to life in prison in 1972 when the death penalty was abolished in California. Um, so there are... Fucking waste. Yeah. So there are a few of them. who uh, Most of them have died in prison by, like, brain cancer or just other illnesses. Um, and Manson's still kicking. And he's married. He has that nice... And here Young we are. wifey. Free and... Yep. And he wrote a book. Free. He wrote a book. He has an autobiography out. And it's just like, I want to read that book, but I don't want... Like, because he wrote it, I'm sure he gets profits from it, yeah. and I don't want him to get profits. I can show you how to bypass that. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it's Manson, I don't really have a problem. True. <laughs> I'm sure the the government would be like, you know. (laughs) It's okay. We get it. So that's That's the main stuff that I have. I mean, obviously, there's so much more. And and because we just, we I edited this down a lot because I thought we were all, and I'm so glad we didn't because I would have definitely taken up the whole hour just with Manson. So I'm glad we chose to do this. But yeah, I just, I find it, that thing is he, he, for example, with the LaBianca once, he just went and was like, staged it, yeah, and then ditched. He was just like, deuces. And what's so crazy is that I'm sure there is somebody in the world that exists that could have fought mm-hmm. hard enough mm-hmm. to be like, you know what? He didn't fucking kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why is he being convicted? Mm-hmm. But the fact that they've kept him behind bars all this time and denied every single mm-hmm. parole request is like amazing yeah because he's just fucking evil yeah you can't he's have someone who's that manipulative out yeah you can't especially like that it's no. so crazy like that's the thing he's still getting people to marry him like i can't even get a freaking boyfriend yeah like what do i gotta do are like oh because you like marilyn manson is charles manson your favorite serial killer it's like okay first of all he didn't kill anybody yeah first Second of all he's of all, not a serial killer. no so shut it no but um no it's ted bundy because he's really fucking hot <laughs> i lean more so hot zach efron is gonna play him <gasps> i'm film. so freaking excited i'm actually more excited about 
Taylor Kitsch playing. I'm excited about all of it. All of the above. I guess. It'll be good. Yeah. But. That was good. Manson. That was a good one. Thank you. My throat is so dry and I've been And I had water. no idea. Ab- Do you want more water? Oh, no, I've been no drinking water. water. Um, I had no idea about the towel. It's those little things. That you find. like The thing, the little things. It's the little things. The thing that I found the most interesting was when I was doing research on the individual people. Like mm-hmm. how a lot, I mean, some of them were definitely like had rough childhoods, but some of them like Tex. He's he was normal. he was a normal as far as, like yeah. dude like it's just freaking crazy how people like this could yeah and I mean and like we asked when we were in Palm Springs when this was supposed to be recorded <laughs> like which one is worse the follower or the leader but without the leader there would there be a follower yeah. would they have done anything and that's the thing like would they have later in their lives been at a point where they would have just like had this like manic episode and just went on like a fucking crazy killing spree so. or killed their partner in like the heat of passion like they say or you know like would they so. have done it otherwise i don't think so i mean i maybe maybe atkins she seemed a little bit woo-woo. yeah but the others i don't think it would have happened but that is I mean we'll never know yeah because it happened because that happened. and they stuck by him after oh did they did they ever like whoo good for them I mean, I mean at least they committed you know oh they all the fucking way <laughs> all the way yeah and it's like I guess for me for me Manson I think makes a lot more sense because he was good looking and he's mm-hmm. He's charming. A talker, he was a great so talker. So fucking charming, mm-hmm. and I get it. Like I could see. Not so much now. Like, now I'm like, now, you just oh, sound no, like a fucking crazy motherfucker. He's like the you know the, the bum old man that you see yeah. in the corner, like just, and you're like, oh, I'm so yes, sorry. I know. No, he's insane. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, he's he's just my favorite. I just find him. So, I just find it all so interesting. I could read it up is. for hours oh, for on sure. the psychology of this, and he's just because there, it's never enough. Mm-mm. Like there's some stuff that I'm like, okay, we're over it, we get it, but this is one that's like it's never gonna get old. Mm-hmm. It's ever. Just, it's the Manson family. I think it's weird that it's called the Manson family. Well, that's that's him. That's what he's. I know, yeah, but I'm that's saying, what's crazy. I just I feel like it's weird that it's called a family. A family. Yeah, that's they what he wanted family. though, because yeah. these people were so lost. That was his manipulation. And they're still so fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's like that was his to me. That's power. Yeah. Oh, that he is, had the ultimate power not had he has like he still has that power on them i think the drugs messed up their brains a lot i mean that had a lot that had a lot to do i don't think he would have been at all as successful as he was if drugs weren't involved because he would just give them and then do his little preaches yeah and and when you do that with somebody you definitely grow like a completely different bond Mm -hmm. and you trust them in a different way than 
anybody else in your life because they share this mm -hmm. part of your life. Mm -hmm. And then I feel on top of that, like they didn't really have a lot of other families. So that's- Well, and a lot of these women know? had children with him. So he's also the father of their children. So they ended up actually being family. Uh, and then throw sex into that. That just brings you to like a whole nother level of, in of intimacy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Sex, drugs, what? and murder. What a lifestyle. Sounds like a good documentary. I know. Sign me up. That's Kylie's. So next time, um, like I said, we'll do Janine's. <gasps> and so Yes. And um, for those of you who followed us on social media around the July time, you might get a hint as to what it was. But you would have to remember because it, it was on an Instagram story. Yep. So it's not there anymore. Let's tweet us if you know what it is. Tweet us, Instagram us if you figured it out. If and you, you remember? You no, know. you you have no idea. You have no idea. This, this is, is a diary, <laughs> true crime. <girl. laughs> you guys are ready. <laughs> I miss diary. But yeah, so um, reach out to us. You can email us at truecrimegirls at gmail .com. Let us know what you think. Yeah. I'm so interested. Yeah. Because I am so annoyed by us, but maybe other people will think we are. <laughs> I hate myself. And, fun, <laughs> and they can't Or just annoying. Yeah, we're annoying. Which is fine. Just let don't us know. Tell, I don't we'll hear. talk about it because we think we're annoying too. So <laughs> let's, how wrong you let's bond <laughs> on how we think we're annoying. Um, yeah, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Rate, review, and subscribe. But only do it if you have positive things to say. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tell somebody about it. Yeah. If you yeah. do enjoy this, let somebody else in on the joy. Don't mm -hmm. fucking bogart all the joy. Yeah, right, Eileen? Sure. She's still here. She's, we swear. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the next few episodes to come, not just... Because um, Kylie doesn't have to talk as much. Uh, no, I love when you talk, baby doll. I'm not excited for my episode, but I am excited for You're some of the topics great. after the next two episodes because... Yes. I've done a lot of preparing for them. We have plans. So thank you for sticking around with us. Thank you. Unless there's no one here. Until next time. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll listen. So you're welcome. I will. We'll always have, we'll always have, we'll always have each other. Thank you to four listeners. <laughs> Three of us. Thanks for listening, Mom. <laughs> Love dad. you. Oh, no, no, my dad won't listen. Your dad, oh, my dad won't. My dad will be like, um, you're fucking annoying. I live with yeah. you. I don't want to hear my you anymore. Mom. All right. Well, until next time. Arigato. Goodbye. Bye. Later.